It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here, and thank you for being with us on Paying It Forward today. I have to tell you, today is going to be a really, really great, informative show. We will be talking about a topic that I am actually working on right now with um, with my Glovius product. And, you know, years ago, everything was all about print advertising, and today it has completely shifted shifted to digital advertising and we have a really great expert on the show with us today um, that's going to give us some really great helpful tips on how we can use digital advertising for our companies. So um, let's start the show off with my business tip of the week. So this is um, a pretty basic um, but very important tip. Stay as organized as possible with your finances. And what I mean by this is lots of us have small businesses. And how often are we um, running around and um, throwing our business corporate cards down on the counter and charging up things, whether it be business supplies or even just going and um, getting gas in the car because you're going for a business meeting, whatever the case is, really try to be organized. Even if you just get 12 envelopes and you write every month on each envelope, and if you don't have the time to deal with it right then and there, just throw everything inside of your envelope. So at the end of the month or every other week, however you handle your finances, you'll have it all in one space, one place. And believe me, you will save so much time and headache, and trust me, your accountant will love you for that. So that's the business tip of the week. So with that, I'm going to give you quick background on our guest, and then I want to get started because we, we have a great show for you today. So our guest today is Michael Bickerton. Michael is the president of Raven 5. It's a boutique that focuses on creating engaging experiences for consumers through fun and professional online contests while building brand marketing channels. Michael is certified in Google AdWords and Analytics. He is a graduate of the Canadian Marketing Association and holds a master's cert- certification from Interactive Advertising Bureau of Canada. Originally from Toronto, Michael graduated from Ryerson University with a designation in graphic arts management as well as in-depth computer programs from Control Data Institute in North York, which is just outside of Toronto. So, with that, I would like to give a really big warm welcome to Michael Pickerding. Hi, Michael. How are you today? 
Hello, Josephine. How are you? Nice, nice to uh, finally meet you live. <laughs> Michael, I'm so excited, and I really want my uh, listeners to know that um, I was on Twitter, and um, I was scouting around for some really good guests, and I came across your name, and I said, you know what? This guy knows what he's doing. Let me see if I could steal an hour of his time to come on my show. And I am so grateful you're taking the time to be with us today. So thank you, Michael. Oh, our, our pleasure. It's a, it's a great thing. And I, I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter a fair amount, not as much as I used to be, actually. But uh, it's, a, it's a great way to uh, communicate and get a whole bunch of ideas from different people. So it's, uh, it's a very handy tool for me. Yeah, I love it, Michael. As the little guy competing with the big guys out there, it has just opened up. It's a world of opportunity where, you know, we're kind of on the same playing field, which is quite exciting. Absolutely. Uh, we've, we've had, uh, it's funny, we've um, engaged a number of people and, and have new clients and find new prospects all the time just, just by talking about things uh, that we want to talk about. But in addition to that, engaging with those people who are in, in you know, making statements or, or in an area that you don't know much about, you have a great opportunity to connect. And that's, um, and it's very personal. Um, I find Twitter is, is very personal. The, the people on Twitter or on the Twitterverse are, uh, they're actually very engaged and motivated, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's not much different than meeting them live, really, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it really is a lot of fun, and it's just so interesting how much information you can really find out about somebody. Um, for example, I need co to congratulate you on your Ross Cup win. <laughs> How's that, very Michael? Good. Did I do my research? <laughs> That's very good. We were we were doing that in May. A, a very good friend of mine uh, who's still in the printing business, Peter Niches. Uh, from MI5 actually invited me to this wonderful cup in Muskoka and we had a wonderful time up there and uh, it was great. So if you've never been to Muskoka for those uh, for those listeners, it's a wonderful place to go and there's uh, there's lots to do up in Muskoka as part of Canada's great north. Wow, that sounds that sounds really really great and I did see uh, some pictures of it. So. Um, I think I need to go there next summer, Michael. I mean, I do love Canada. It is just so beautiful. And um, I actually had the opportunity to go up to Banff. And oh, very it's nice. just, oh, my, it was an experience of a lifetime. I loved every minute of it. It, but, it, absolutely, it absolutely is. It's, it's just Canada's got some picturesque places, that's for sure. Yeah. So, Michael, um, I, I can't take the opportunity to do a lot of small talk because I have so many questions for you today. Fire <laughs> <laughs> away. I'm, I'm ready I, for you. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, okay, first let's talk about the printing business. It's quite ironic. Um, my dad was a printer um, for many, many years, and he printed annual reports for a big company in Manhattan here in New York. And um, I'm just so curious, how did you get from the printing industry to doing what you, you're doing today? Well, uh, to be honest, uh, just to give you a little history, uh, my grandfather was in the printing business. We got into the multigraphing business in the 1920s. Wow. And uh, they did that uh, when print was a new technology, multigraphing was a new technology. They developed that business. My father got into the business and 
and they developed that business and made the transition in the 50s to uh, litho printing, uh, which is a, a more in tune with what we're doing today for the most part. And then later, um, I got involved in the business, and we went through the digital transition, which was the removal of film and plates and all those kind of things. So, you know, printing went uh, very digital, I'm going to say, in the um, in the uh, 90s. So there was the whole electronic metamorphosis of the print industry. So life was life was fine. Printing got less expensive and more efficient. But what we experienced um, uh, with the internet boom in the you know the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, what we saw was the decline of print. So you know people were. It's not that print was any less relevant, but there was only so much money. There were only so many budgets, and as such, you know people were investing not you know. Twenty or thirty thousand dollars on a website, but two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. I had friends of mine working on programs that, you know, websites that cost half a million dollars. Wow! So there was just no budget for print, and so we saw that was the beginning of the decline. What we would call the beginning of the decline. From there, what we saw was that uh, we did a lot of work for legal firms, um, uh, <clears throat> uh, law firms, and. They would do a number of brochures, obviously mailings and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. We started to see those tail off, and largely because they were engaging in email and digital communication. So they were preparing these pieces, putting them on their website, and then emailing people or inviting them to visit these pages as opposed to printing and mailing. So what you saw was a complete decline in that process. Well, this is great. What I love so much about what you do, Michael, is you are just staying so up on the times and you're adapting, which, you know what, we have no choice nowadays. We have to do, we have to keep moving and not become stagnant. Uh, absolutely. You know, this is, a, this is a moving target technology. I mean, all you have to do for most people is look at their smartphone and uh, you'll see that uh, the world's completely gone upside down since, what, 1990, right? So there's, yeah. there's been a huge metamorphosis. You know, when we, when we switched out of or moved, slowly moved out of the printing business, we did so largely because largely there was no work and we had to look around. And we made the decision that delivering messages wasn't any different. It was just the kind of messages that we were delivering. So instead of delivering it through print door-to-door -door or through direct mail, we decided that, you know, developing and sending uh, messages electronically was the way to go. And obviously, since then, we've had the advent of social media, which has obviously uh, increased uh, the reach and expansion and the way we can communicate with others, right? Right. This is great. So, Michael, we're getting ready to come up on a break, but maybe real quick, what was the hardest part of shifting from print into digital? Uh, really a lack of education. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of information out there. It was it was a new technology. And uh, frankly, whenever you're involved in anything new, there's a lot of doubters. And uh, there's right. many doubters still out there now. Yeah, you know what, Michael, it's so true. And especially um, as far as a lack of education as small business owners, there's so often times when if we don't something, know something, we really have to go out there and reach out to somebody that can educate us on it, or we have to sometimes even educate ourselves on it. So I can appreciate the fact that you must have had a really big uh, learning curve, but 
it looks to me like you've done an amazing job. <laughs> it was a lot of work and a lot of nights, I can tell you that. And uh, and my wife would tell you it was a lot of weekends, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I can imagine. But when we come back, um, I can't wait to hear um, about some ideas you have on how older business owners and marketers, you know, what they can do to keep up with the digital trends. Sure, that'd um, be great. Yeah, so this is wonderful, and I can't wait to tell you. Um, Michael, I don't know if you had any influence on this, but I did place my first digital ad last night, so we'll talk about that, Fantastic. too. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll talk about that. So, everyone, hang in there with us. We have a wonderful show today, and um, you're going to learn a lot about digital advertising. So we'll be back shortly, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Join us for Healing with the Marikvid. This is an amazingly informative show to help heal people as well as their horses, dogs, and cats. This show inspires and empowers people to take charge of their own health and their animals' health using the power of diet, nutrition, natural medicines, and lifestyle to heal a variety of health problems. Learn how food impacts all physical and emotional health conditions and how diet and natural medicines are used to heal the body, mind, and spirit. Marika is a health and nutrition specialist, homeopathic practitioner, a gifted medical intuitive and healer, and an author and educator with over two decades of experience in clinical practice for people and their pets. Join our host, Marika Vandewater, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jurassic on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Michael Bickerton with us from Raven 5. So, Michael, before break, um, I promise the listeners we'd I'd shoot this question out to you so what do you think older business owners or marketers can do to keep up with the digital trends uh, well you know what it's not much different <laughs> than mm. it used to be uh, you know there's not there's a lot of resources out there there's a lot of varying opinions on how to go about and do things uh, unfortunately you know it's it's good old-fashioned hard work you know it's reading it's uh, you know maybe taking a night school course maybe taking some time on a Saturday to you know uh, review and understand what Google does I mean Google to my my mind is is uh, taken over the world it's uh, 
it is a uh, single most important uh, uh, venue in, in in the digital space. So it's really interesting that you know when I speak to people about Google or Google Analytics or Google AdWords, their eyes kind of gloss over. And really, right. that that's a great place to start. And Google has great resources online. You can there's so much you can learn through Google's own websites and their online videos. It's really quite exceptional. And then, of course, a number of firms have got video things on YouTube where you can get a great education. And I'm not saying you have to spend, you know, 10 hours a week. It's not getting your MBA or anything. But you can mm-hmm. certainly spend two or three hours a week getting yourself educated and finding out about what's really going on out there. Because, you know, that's only one segment. We, we believe there's five pillars uh, on the, in the digital space. Some would think more, but we, we sort of focus on five key ones. So uh, there's lots of information available. It's just taking the mm-hmm. time to do so. So, Michael, if um, out of all of the choices we have with social media, do you think that Google or Google Plus is where a small business owner should start like is that where they should spend most of their time oh well when we when we hit when we discuss social i mean there's really facebook is the place to be uh facebook you know, that's where facebook is where all the uh, all the eyeballs are people uh, facebook is where uh, now with the exception of young people facebook is where most people are putting in their time so when we run programs we find that about 60 to 70% of the engagement comes from Facebook directly. So uh, we'd say start there if you're starting okay. anywhere. Uh, but, you know, before I say that, you also have to understand um, you have to understand who your, your target audience is and who you're trying to get to. I mean, Pinterest um, for some businesses is exceptional, especially if they're female-driven especially if they're visually based, where there's lots of pictures and graphics and images, Pinterest is a great option as well. Okay. So um, so that sounds wonderful. So let's just see. So we have another question here. What is the best way to network and find prospective clients online? Are there any particular tools and networks that you use? Well, for sure. Um, uh, you know, LinkedIn is another social media uh, platform. It was uh, basically the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I've been on LinkedIn since 1997 or something. It's okay. a great way to find like-minded individuals. It's a great way to connect with those in your industry. And it's a great way to um, showcase some of your skills and skill sets, whether that be through you know, writing or driving them online to a to something exceptional or a test or a result or any kind of great um, uh, program offering that you have. Uh, LinkedIn is a great, uh, what we would call B2B tool. Okay, yeah. You know, it's so funny, Michael, because when I think of LinkedIn, if I were to wear several different hats, I would put my business hat and my business tone of voice on whenever I go to LinkedIn. Whereas when I go to Facebook, a lot of times my multiple personalities come out. (laughs) 
Michael, the mom in me comes out, you know, the business owner in me comes out, the radio host in me comes out, you know, it's, it's funny how it works. And then Twitter, Twitter's kind of funny too. I feel like I have um, multiple personalities with Twitter too, because um, I do an awful lot with my radio show on Twitter, but it's funny because my main business is my Glovies products. So um, I'm on Twitter as at Glovies. So I, I think one of the most important things that you brought up about social media is the fact that it's important to be involved, but you have to be engaged. And engaged seems to be the key word here because what use is it if you just go out and throw out a lot of information to people without really engaging? And it's all about establishing relationships, I think. What do you think, Michael? Uh, that's absolutely correct. And, and I think a lot of people get waylaid. You know, there's the, the whole issue surrounding privacy. And uh, unfortunately, whether we like it or not, privacy is kind of, if it's not a dead issue, it's certainly a changed issue. So uh, you have to be willing to put yourself out there uh, in order to, to really engage with others. And, and I think um, uh, for many, that's easy. For me, it's easy. I, I love to chat to people. Uh, but, you know, in the old days, I, I was very happy to make cold calls. So I'm very out, you know, for the most part, outgoing. So I enjoy talking to people. And that's really all you're doing on all the social networks, whether it be LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with you. You've got a, a more business focus and a business voice. Facebook is, is a little more personal. And um, as I said, the Twitter crowd tends to be very personal, personable. Uh, but they are um, they are also very dedicated in their areas. I've I've got uh, what I call uh, three or four very good friends on Twitter, and I've never met them. But they're all very good people, very smart people. So it's kind of interesting how you engage with others on uh, in different in different platforms. Yeah, it's so funny because Michael, even hearing your voice online, I already felt like I had known you because we had communicated via email and Twitter and social media prior. So it's so true. But just I have a quick question about the privacy issue because I'm still not there. I have to be honest with you. And (laughs) I wish I could let it go just a little because I know that I could be a lot more engaging if I brought information in about my family and put pictures in of my kids. I, I don't know, Michael, what is your thought about that, about really, you know, having pictures of your kids up on social media is... Is it really something to be concerned about, or should we just let it go? Well, that, that's all. Uh, that's a tough call. I have many that feel the same way as you do. Many, many friends of mine that you know. I, I have one friend in specific I'm thinking of whose, you know, his uh, wife does not want him to put any kid pictures up there at all. So there's there's some concerns along that, and certainly these issues can be uh, exploited. So obviously, the more information out there. Uh, more people can uh, have access to, you know, what you're doing and who you're doing and, and what's involved. So there are some concerns. Uh, for the most part, though, I think that uh, on social, most people are good. Uh, the people, mm-hmm. <laughs> the ones that you might worry about a little bit are some of the larger businesses who are gathering some data. But again, <sighs> not all of that information is used for evil. So, you know, I, I think you have to look at, at, the, at the grand scope of things, and you've got to take the good along with the bad. And I think the bad, personally, 
I think the, uh, you know, good outweighs the bad about 70 to 30. So, you okay. know, you do have some concerns. You should be careful on occasion. But mm-hmm. uh, by the, but for the most part, uh, businesses are using that information to make your life easier, to help you do uh, things that you couldn't do before to save you time. You know, so certainly things like cookies and things they drop in are, are there for your benefit. Uh, as much as it may benefit them, they're there for your ease of operation and those kind of things. So uh, so when it comes to privacy, there are a number of issues. Um, we do have a number of um, uh, blogs and comment online on, on our website, so um, I could certainly uh, send you some links afterwards. and. Uh, you can have a look at that, and you can share that with your your readers. It it really is a personal issue. Okay. So I, I liken it to the old days where you were in the neighborhood, and uh, people knew if you were a good kid or a bad kid, if you were a student or if you were a jock. People knew that. It's just now your community is much bigger because it's online. So okay, perfect. I don't think they can go too far from there. Okay. So, Michael, I'm going to, uh, we have about three minutes till break, so let's talk about Google AdWords. Michael, what can you tell us about that? How do we really figure out which are the words we should be using to describe our product or our services? Is there a secret to it? Uh, no, there, <laughs> there's no secret sauce. I wish there was, but you know, it, it's really, um, it's really understanding your business, and then it's really trial and error, trying to figure out what's working and what isn't. Uh, and when we talk about what's working, driving traffic is one one piece of the puzzle. Really, what you're looking for are people who are going to actually buy product from you, or you know, download your white paper or whatever that is. So uh, sometimes traffic isn't necessarily the answer, and uh, we had a. I'll give you an example. We were doing a program for a window, uh, an automobile replacement company, and we had about 30 words to start with, and we found that one word con- continually uh, showed results, and that word was windshield. Oh, and, wow. Uh, you know, so the, the simplicity of it. And they just I know you've got to be quick here, so the other part of this is, is that if you're a local business, Google uh, has uh, made a lot of changes surrounding local. So if you're a local pizza shop or a local coffee shop, you can take um, you can uh, really do well with AdWords uh, these days. Uh, so I really do encourage you to do some testing, and uh, you can do it yourself. Uh, Google has other some express opportunities as well. Or if you're really uh, confused, you know, hire a professional and let them set it up for you. Yeah, you know what, Michael, my new attitude is just try everything once. It's not that we have to spend $10,000 on it, but it just might be worth spending a little bit of money to have somebody come in, set it up, and maybe even teach you how to maintain it, and then take it from there. That's absolutely correct. And and that becomes, you know, again, it depends on how much time you want to focus on which part of your business and what part of your business you're trying to develop. I uh, went to one of the courses I went to... Um, with Cardinal Path, who was a Google trainer, uh, it was a plumber. And uh, he had uh, himself and his brother when they started, and uh, he was running AdWords and was so successful. Now all he did was run AdWords for his company. And oh, wow. uh, they went from two trucks, they now had seven or eight trucks. So oh, that's over wonderful. over a three-year period. Over, over three years, wow. That's right. well, so there is business out there. <laughs> 
Yeah, it sounds great. So here we are. We're halfway through our show already, but I can't wait to hear all about um, how to run some online contests and what that can do for your business. So everyone stay with us and we have lots more information for you. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess to success journey has taken her from life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're an Excellent hands with Miriam Nicole. Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below. Got a question for Miriam Nicole? Want to be a guest on her show? Email us at thequip at miriamnicolehuffman.com. And join us every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mobby to Mobile Radio Show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a Bachelor in Nursing and Master's of Business Administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. We have Michael Bickerton with us and... You know, Michael, before break, um, we were talking about AdWords with Google, which was very informative. 
But now let's switch gears because you seem to really have um, this really great niche in the market as far as um, contest marketing. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved in that first. Well, uh, you know, as as um, as a digital agency, what we found is that um, our customer base, and, and they were mid to smaller sized businesses, uh, really were left at the end of the day not sure which direction to go, you know, because there are really um, five important, what we think are five important segments uh, of getting new business, and, and that is, you know, through Google, through email, through social, through content posting you know, blogs and those kind of things, and through contesting. And what we found is that each one of those things has a little bit of work to them, right? If you're going to do a Google AdWords campaign well, it takes time. If you're going to run an email campaign well, you know, you need some expertise ensuring that, you know, you have good graphics and those kind of things. Social takes a little bit of time, and as does content. So, you know, and content and social go together. Why we got to contesting is that, most of our clients weren't really ready to do some of those other things, and they didn't have a large enough audience. So if they did run a social campaign or if they did run, you know, a blog and some content, they were only getting out to, you know, maybe 25 or 50 or 100 people. So what we, um, what we focused on is contesting as a, a pre-marketing program. So it does a number of things. It it, uh, it allows you to um, build your brand awareness. It allows you to grow and find new followers. It allows you to generate leads. Uh, you can ask questions, and then you can obviously distribute coupons and offers. So what it allows you to do is gather emails and new email addresses and new social followers so that when you do have some marketing to do, you can actually talk to your target audience. So it allows you to build uh, yeah. your, your, your following, which is, you know, uh, I've been doing this since 2007, maybe a little bit before I was on LinkedIn, I think since 97. And I, I have some pretty strong followings now, but they didn't happen by accident. They happened because, you know, we were engaged and engaging in those kind of things, right? Michael, I cannot believe the number of Twitter follower, followers you have. Do you know how many you have right now? I, I don't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I checked this morning. It's like a crazy, crazy number. It's um, at Raven5. I'm going to look right now as we speak. But, I mean, it's a crazy number. Let me just say, I just searched you, let's say. Yeah, All right, Raven. well. We'll come back to that, but it's... Well, our Raven 5 following has about 6,500, so that's the uh, agency side of our business, has about 6,500 followers, uh, so that's pretty um Yeah, pretty that's good. great. And, and on my personal side, it says over 27,000, so... Yeah, Michael, <laughs> I was so blown away by that this morning, so um, I, I think you're doing great. Um, but, Michael, can you give us an example of one of the contests that you felt was one of your most successful online contests that you ran? Well, sure. Um, uh, we do some work, uh, actually, in the sewing business. If you had to ask me uh, 20 years ago if I'd be doing work with sewing machines in the sewing business, uh, <laughs> I would have looked you in the eye uh, kind of saying, really? <laughs> so uh, we have been very fortunate to be working with a company by the name of Bernina Canada, which is, of course, an extension of Bernina in the U.S. And okay. uh, we handle their online marketing programs. And what we've been able to do for, uh, over about a two-year span is take them from 
no followers on Facebook to over um, over 10,000. We've been wow. able to help them go from, uh, you know, I'm going to say maybe around 1,000 email addresses. They now have 55,000 email addresses. Wow. They had no Twitter following whatsoever. We have a little bit. And frankly, we should, with their product, be getting involved in in uh, some Pinterest-style uh, programs as well. But that's, you know, part of the development of of a brand. So so if I said to you that at the end of two years you could have 50,000 people to email to, to get your message to them, get your offer to them, um, uh, we think that was very, very successful uh, and as part of the process. So I think uh, that's absolutely huge. But you know what, um, Michael, can you share with us, do you have a specific program that you use to gather those email addresses? Well, yeah, we have a platform that we've developed that we worked uh, with a, a development team in order to 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 get it uh, up and running. But I I, you'd, I want uh, your listeners to know specifically that they're not relegated to to running out to to an agency like us. If their Facebook has lots of features and contests that are available to them, as does um, Instagram, uh, where you can go out and and find new followers and develop. Little contest, and Facebook has a great again, like Google has a great video process and education process. They call it Facebook for Business, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a great place for for people to start building their social network. So you can run a program, you can download a coupon, and you know Facebook allows you uh, as well to buy ads. So you can drive, you can actually target ads specifically to your contest offering, so you can actually find new people as part of that process. And we do that with regularity ourselves. So it's, uh, you know, you can reach out through others, but your, your basic uh, social platforms will have contesting as part of their offering as well. I have to tell you, I agree with you 100% about, you know, Facebook and buying the ads. Because for my Glovies product, they're disposable gloves for kids, Michael. And... Um, even though it's, of course, the children wearing the gloves, my target market is the moms of the children. And I placed a few Facebook ads last year, and I have to tell you, I just watched my sales skyrocket when those ads were placed. So it really is a great, a great tool here. Absolutely. And again, for local businesses, it's great because you can target location, you can target uh, their interests, you can target uh, their age bracket. So there's so much you can do. You can actually really restrict uh, the number of people that you want to get to and really get to your target audience. So as an example, we're running a program right now here in Oakville, just outside of Toronto, and we are targeting the chamber uh, people as part of the Oakville Chamber uh, here in Oakville, and so we actually have that as one of the uh, things, small business, marketing, advertising, and we actually have them restricted to a very short. So we can actually target a group as, as large as maybe thirty or 40,000, but as small as maybe 1,500 to 2,000 people. So it's really very, very, very targeted and very helpful for small business. So, Michael, what is the process that one goes uh, would want to go about if they were to do a contest, an online contest themselves? Well, if you're going to do one yourself, I mean, obviously you want to make sure that you have a prize. I mean, people people right. uh, are very, very geared to prizing <laughs> and incentives. 
So you want to have a prize that's relevant to, to not to you, but to, to your audience. And then in addition to that, uh, you want to make sure you give it an appropriate amount of time. People have a, a misconception that, oh, I can run a contest and it's over in three days. What we find is that most contests, uh, the longer they run, the more impact they have, and the longer you have a chance of building some of that database. So we recommend that you run it, you know, 90, 120 days, sometimes six months. We run some programs annually, so we run, uh, we would run a program all year round. And you can have sort of mini prizes within that period. And uh, one of the key points I would do is make sure uh, that I would make to your audience is to make sure that uh, once you give away those prizes, try and get some pictures back. Oh, sure yeah, to okay. announce those winners. You don't want to be known as a contester or somebody who's not sort of really giving out their prizes. There's lots right. of those as well. So you want to make sure you do that as well. So I think that sounds great. But as far as the prizes go, Michael, like how big or how small do the prizes have to be? You know, I'll use my Glovies as an example. You know, are we talking a year's supply of Glovies or are we talking a a weekly T-shirt giveaway. What would you suggest? Well, Josephine, you know I don't. Um, we've seen some great uh, results. Uh, what we we found is that, uh, and I don't want to sound <laughs> bad in any no. way, but uh, most people would sell their soul for five hundred dollars online, which is beyond my comprehension. But uh, so what we find is that if you had a, a small prize, a fifty dollar. Um, uh, I'll use a, a, a coffee, a Starbucks card. Okay. Uh, you get some engagement. Uh, in your case, you could, you know, give away a, a box of gloves a, a month or a box of gloves every week without, you know, you don't have to give away the store. What you're really looking for is, you know, people are interested in your product. Don't forget that. You're just trying to find them. So, you know, uh, people get carried away and they say, oh, it's got to, you know, be a house giveaway and that kind of thing. It's, it's not like that at all. You, you, People who are interested in your product will appreciate the fact that you're trying. And mm-hmm. the contest will allow others to share it so that they find like-minded individuals. So that's really what you're looking for. So this sounds great. So, Michael, how about utilizing your existing clients for a contest too for them to purchase more because you know they always say the best customer is a repeat customer and I do a lot of selling on Amazon and I wonder with my orders if I should place a little contest and have them you know the cutest you know or most original way you know that your child uses glovies or something like that. Well, I think that's a great idea, you know, engaging your existing client base is where you should be starting. So, you know, before you reach out to somebody new, make sure that you're leveraging all the opportunities you have with your existing database and with your existing customer base. So if you have a customer, you want to either sell them more or sell them uh, more stuff, right? So whether yeah. it be something similar, uh, that you want to use that opportunity. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Michael. And um, to my listeners, stay with us. We're on the last segment of Paying It Forward, and Michael Bickerton has some great business tips for us. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, right after these on Toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. 
Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Toginet Radio. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, committed to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. So, Michael, before we get on to our business tips, I would like to give you an opportunity to tell my listeners how they can get in touch with you in case they have any questions or perhaps want to hire you for their business. Uh, Well, you can certainly um, visit us at raven5.com. And uh, you can reach me at mbickerton at raven5.com. There's also some uh, great information on our uh, agency site, and that's raven5.agency. And then if you go to the blog section there in video, there's, uh, I'm going to say, close to five to 700 pieces of information there. So if you wanted to uh, preempt and, and, and take some of the learnings and put it into uh, that we've had over the last number of years that allow you to um, to do that in short order. So we'll save you a lot of time wow. and a lot of analysis. So there's lots of information there available. So that's raven5.agency, and that's on the blog and video section. Oh, wonderful. Michael, thanks for sharing all of that great knowledge with us. Okay, so that's great. So, Michael, um, one more thing I just wanted to wrap up before we jump to the tips. So we were talking about... Um, contest marketing and you quickly went through the features of it there were five features um, build awareness grow your followers generate leads gather user data and distribute coupons so you know let's just talk really quickly about the benefits of all that I mean this is huge oh absolutely and and for small business this is uh, really important I mean uh, Coca-Cola and the Fortune 100 they all look for all 
these uh, same uh, things you're looking for in business, right? You want to develop uh, some brand loyalty. You want your customers to be able to see you. So you want to develop your brand so that you're top of mind, no different than you would be as Coca-Cola or as Kleenex. You want to find new customers. Ultimately, that's what we're all after. You want to learn a little bit about your customers. So you want to know not only what you want to know about them, you want to know what they want from you. So, you know, adding a questionnaire or a few questions to a contest, which you can do on Facebook, will um, give you some great insight into what they're looking for. And obviously, finding new customers leads you to the the great result of increasing your sales, right? So that's what we're all after. And you can increase sales a number of ways. You can increase sales through couponing, uh, through great offers. And we do um, also make uh, one uh, caveat here. Uh, We don't think you should treat your new customers better than you treat your existing customers. We, We really, I think it's a bad marketing ploy to say, okay, only new customers get this great deal. So just make sure you include uh, your existing client base and whatever offers you're doing. If it's good enough, good enough for new customers, it's certainly good enough for your existing clients. And, uh, and they'll appreciate it, that's for sure. Wonderful. And, you know, as far as your customers go, I, I would love to just reinforce the fact that, you know, whenever I get um, an order for Glovies, I have to tell you, Michael, I do take the time to sit down and just write it's only a quick little note to them, but it's thank you for your order. Um, no, I put many thanks for your order. Um, enjoy your glovies. And then I sign my name to it. I cannot tell you, Michael, how that goes such a long, long way. You know? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, you, you should be doing this show for me. How's that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the personal touch hasn't left business, and, and I think it's important for us to remember that. It's great that we have all these online tactics. You know, it's great that we can reach all these new people. But don't forget they're still people, and don't forget they're still buying for a number of reasons. And, uh, and I know our team here appreciates that those little added extras. And, uh, you know, we're a local uh, business as well, and uh, we find that uh, uh, it's the, always the same thing. The ones we go to are the ones that, uh, that engage with us and are friendly with us and, and actually provide some value for us. So uh, just keep that in mind. You're, you know, it's uh, that... Uh, I think we're going to see much more of that, actually, because as markets, you know, the broader reach of a market, now it's much more targeted. Who you talk mm-hmm. to is a much smaller group, and I think you're you're going to need to ensure that you are engaged with them on a, a more personal level. I think you're so right. So, okay, um, we're going to start with our five, um, your five very best business tips. So the first one you mentioned is have a single focus. And, Michael, that's so important. Tell us about that. Well, I think what you really need to do is, is focus on the one thing you do well and talk to that one thing. So whatever your strength is, we always, uh, when we start a campaign for somebody, we want to uh, focus on the item or the process or the service that A is the easiest for you to provide and provide you with the most amount of money. As marketers, we tend to get carried away trying to sell the whole basket. Sometimes uh, we we believe it's better to focus on one thing, the thing you're good at. Much uh, If you think about your marketing effort, much like a, an arrow going into a target. 
it's a single focus, and, and I think you'll be much more successful if you focus on one thing and do it well. Once you I have that... I agree with that, Michael, you know, but I feel as a marketer myself, it, we have a hidden curse. It's, and the word, it's one word, it's creative. And when you have that creative mind, it's always going. I was up, you know, in the middle of the night. My, I had the, the light on next to my bed. My husband's looking at me. He's like, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. What on earth are you doing? And it's like, it's very hard to turn off the creative mind, but it goes back to that business tip. You have to have a single focus and stay focused because it doesn't help if you're scattered all over the place. No, that's right, and that's the curse of small business. Uh, it's a running joke here that I have my best ideas at 2 in the morning. So it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, business tip number two, get social. Tell us about that. Well, I, I don't think it's an option for you today. Uh, in the old days, you'd go to trade shows, and, and you'd go and, and visit your customers, and you'd have salespeople visit your customers. And today, um, those tools are available at your desktop. Uh, you have uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+. You have email marketing opportunities to share, and then you have your the ability to share that. So once you post something on Twitter or on Facebook, it can be engaged with, with your audience. So it's important to build your audience, and then it's really important to uh, make sure that you do some posting out there. So uh, as I said, I've been a little remiss over the summer uh, mm -hmm. in my posting, but uh, generally the first thing I do before I have coffee is I uh, I actually consult Twitter for the news and uh, to see what the world's doing out there. So that's the first thing I do most days. So it takes yeah. a little bit of time, but uh, it's well worthwhile because the engagement factor and, and the learnings that you, you, you get before you get moving are, are really quite something. So I'll, I'll throw in a quick question because with all of the – entrepreneurs that I have um, interviewed, Michael, a lot of them have a specific time of day, and it sounds like you start your morning off with that, but are you back on social media? Like, do you do it several times a day, or are you just, do you try to just do it at least once a day? Yeah, I would engage on, on Twitter, for example. Uh, I would engage in the morning and then usually around noontime and then sometimes before I head home. So, uh, And then often at the evening. So, I, I, But I think I'm a little unusual. I do think that it's important. <laughs> we'll ask it's... your wife that, Michael, but okay. <laughs> yes. uh, she's happy to be have me engaged and it keeps me out of trouble. But uh you know, but uh, the, the but the fact is is that no, as specifically each time of day, we we do recommend your 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 part of it. But remember, social's there to be enjoyed. It's it's called social media for a reason. Right. It's, you know, so it's not a work. It's not an effort. Um, you really should just reach out and touch somebody a little bit. Social's got that great opportunity to do that. And uh, you know, whether you do it once a week, I hear this fairly regularly. I'm too busy. And I mm -hmm. say to people, I've got, I can talk to, let's say, 5,000 people on any given day, on any given moment, just because I feel like it. And I can't do that with any other tool. Wow. I just can't reach that many people, uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, it doesn't all have to be, you know, um, uh, 
people are people. They like personal touches and they like personal thoughts as well as anything else and, and things that are current, right, or relevant. No, you're, you're so right. And I'll tell you, Michael, my problem is once I get on Facebook, especially my personal Facebook account, you know, and it's a lot of the moms in the school area, you know, that my kids go to school with and all of that, it's very hard because I'm working from home all the time. It's hard for me to go out and just have coffee or lunch with the other moms and I'll sit on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, and I learn so much that, you know, we communicate. I feel like I've, I'm completely in touch with everything. So it really is a good way to, to stay social. It works. But That's right. And family as well, right? It's a great family tool. Uh, if you've got yeah. family, you know, I've got family in the United States and various places and, and family out in Vancouver. It's a great way to just sort of keep in touch a little bit, you know? Yeah, this is great. Okay, we're coming up to less than two minutes, so I'm going to talk quick here. So tip number three, know your target. You can't market a product well if you don't know who you're trying to sell to. Gosh, you're so right about that, Michael. Well, yeah, absolutely. You have to know who your customers are, and that's, you know, the targeting features on social media platforms uh, such as ads that you can use and or contesting opportunities you really have to know who you're trying to sell to uh, and who can really benefit from from your product or service yeah this is great okay business tip number four be creative if you can't be then hire a team that is i think that's so 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 important well let's keep in mind uh, we just talked about a whole bunch of things we've talked about email and social and adwords and and uh twitter and google plus and there's a lot of noise out there. So, you know, people are going to engage with things that they find uh, smart or witty or funny or, you know, interesting. So, you know, being creative uh, in your approach is, is always uh, a great way to just grab that little bit of extra attention. Wonderful. Okay. I'm just going to read the last tip. Um, business tip number five, always reinvent, rework, re-engineer, re-emerge, and re-evolve. Keep up with the ever-changing digital world around you. Well, I have to tell you, Michael Bickerton, I am not surprised that this was one of the most informative shows I've had. I am so thrilled you are a part of Paying It Forward. And, Michael, maybe you'll come back another time and give us more information. What do you think? I sure would, and that's very <laughs> kind of you to say. I appreciate it very much. And I hope your uh, listeners uh, have uh, uh, really got an opportunity to uh, get social out there. Wonderful. Everyone, have a wonderful, productive week, and we'll see you again next week on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone.